The Western Conference Finals matchup is here, and it is the Dallas Mavericks. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. My guy, Um, when we saw Game 7 against Mavs and the Suns, I thought the Suns would have pulled it out, but the Mavs just basically whooping them for like 40 points. Did that surprise you at all? Had to. One bit. Not one bit. No, I'm just kidding. It did surprise me a little bit. But you know, you know what that does, honestly? That makes the Warriors game five loss look like nothing. Because let's break it down real quick. Game five loss was on the road against the Grizzlies. The Warriors were up 3-1 in the series, by the way. So there wasn't it was a closeout game, but knowing the Warriors with the championship experience that they have, they should have won that game against a team without their best player. Well, obviously they didn't. We don't need to go there. But for one of the for the best team in the NBA at home in an elimination game to lose by at some points in the game by over losing by over 40 points, that's just embarrassing, honestly. And what Luca was doing. He was just shellacking them. It, it was. I found it amazing to watch because I'm not the biggest fan of Chris Paul and I'm not the biggest fan of the Suns. But so it was good for you to watch. Huh? I enjoyed watching it, but that was that was a butt whooping. And it's a part of me that feels bad for Suns fans, but a part of me doesn't because. They were cocky all season. Exactly. For the media to hype the Suns, to hype the Suns up as much as they did, for them to get absolutely trounced at home in an elimination game in game seven, man, hype wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth it at all. Honestly. Hype wasn't honestly. Like the the game sevens were pretty underwhelming, not gonna lie. The Bucks got blown out and the Suns got blown out. So yeah. Hey, I mean the NHL game um, sevens reign supreme. Yeah, I mean, I mean NHL playoffs are unmatched, especially with the atmosphere. But um, we're not going to talk about NHL. This is a Warriors podcast, so um, the Mavs, the Mavs. I know you love hockey. You know the D- Detroit Red, uh, Red Wings are your team for sure. Yeah, baby. But but if you are Steve Kerr, Zach, what is your game plan for the Mavs? Um trying to contain Luca as much as possible and eliminate all other possibilities of offense that the Mavs can create. I mean, I think Luca's going to have average 25, 30 points each game. I, I don't think there's no doubting that, but I think you're going to see a lot of Andrew Wiggins and a lot of Draymond on Luka Doncic. And I know there's that worry about Draymond guarding Luka because he can easily get into foul trouble. But, I mean, with Draymond being your defensive anchor, you would expect him to be on Luka a majority of the time. Um, the tough see It's going to be a tough matchup. It, it, it's, it's going to be tougher than people make it out to be. There's a lot of people saying that the Warriors are going to win in five. The Warriors are going to easily take the series. 
no, no, they're, no. they're not. There are a lot of experts out there thinking that the Mavs can beat the Warriors in six games. Um, do I think that's going to happen? No. Is it a possibility? Yes. If the Warriors play bad, unserious basketball. basketball, exactly. If they if they have fourteen turnovers in the first half, like they did in Game Six against the Grizzlies, yeah, they would probably lose in five six games. Um, but it's going to be a tougher matchup than it looks, especially if you have a Spencer Dinwiddie who showed up like he did in Game Seven with averaging who put up twenty eight points. If he's if he's putting up 15 to 20 points tonight for the Mavs. That's another player that you're going to have to control and contain. Um, but all I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's going to be a tough series and it's going to six or seven games. It's not going to be a cakewalk for the Warriors whatsoever. I, I agree with you with that. Which is, um, which is why I said that the Suns were going to be an easier matchup for the Warriors because I, the Suns did not have that number one threat who can go get you a bucket in an instant moment like Luca is and how big of a threat he is. I did not. And what the sun showed me in game seven is that I was partly right with Devin Booker being non-existent. Chris Paul got ran out the gym, basically. Yeah, Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. There was no guy who could go out there and change the game in an instance of an eye like Luca can. And I think that's why it'll be tougher for the Warriors. And Luca's going to make it tough on the Warriors because I I can seriously guarantee that in at least one of these games, Luca's going to probably put up more than 40 points. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, the whole Suns thing, um, like you said, it is going to be, was going to be an easier matchup. You can basically expose Chris Paul every time on the defensive end, Devin Booker, easier to guard those matchups. Um, I agree too that the Mavs series is going to be tough. It's uh, it's going to go six or seven games without a doubt, at least. Um, those who say five games are probably delusional, um, but I kind of see this series as a similar series with the Rockets back in 2018, 2019, where the Warriors' game plan was a war of attrition, where that means that they're going to do everything that they can to stop all of the others, the offensive others, and basically let Luca get his. Luca can't win by himself. He probably can, but he can't sustain it over a long, a whole series. That's what the Warriors did with James Harden. James Harden got his number in like games one through three. When we got to games five through seven, that's when he flamed out towards the end. That's what the Warriors are trying to do with this series. That's what I think the game plan is going to be. But the biggest thing here is you got to make Luca work for his buckets, right? Um, he's obviously going to average 35, maybe nine and eight, something like that. But are the Warriors going to make sure those 35 points come off, what, 28 shots or 30 shots? That's going to be the key difference here. Like, are you going to make him make tough shots, make him work on the defensive end? That's what the Warriors game plan should be. Tire him out. Tire him out. Yeah. Offensively and defensively. Pick pick up the pace. Yeah. Because with this series, the Warriors' lack of size is out the door. That's not an issue anymore. Yeah, the Mavs have Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber, but it's not an issue anymore. Um, Like it would be against the Suns. So just got to tire him out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, like hundred percent, like no law, there's no defensive pressure. So you would expect guys like Jordan Poole to finally attack the rim because he was very timid in this Memphis series. I'll get back to, we'll get back to JP with the whole X factors in that series, but that's going to be key. Can you put enough rim pressure, make Luca work on the defensive end, have him chase around ball screens every single time, post them up, you know, uh, bang down on the post. If you're Andrew Wiggins, that's the key. Um, just, Make him work every single for 40, 40 plus minutes. He can't sustain it for six games. No matter how good your conditioning is, he will tire out eventually. Um, it's a team game. Uh, Luca could win you the game, but he can't do it every single time. That's the thing that the Warriors are trying to do. Question is, obviously, can the Warriors do that? Can they slow them down with the defensive personnel they have? Do you think that with Wiggins, Draymond? possibly Kaminga, JTA. Um, do you think those guys could possibly slow down Luca? They can't stop him 100%, but can they slow can, him down enough? The only enough? guy who can do that is Jonathan Kaminga. The only problem I have with that is that I think Kaminga during at times has looked lost, um, and I think it, he can easily get into foul trouble. Do I think he is a lot better defender than putting Steph and Clay or Steph and Jordan Poole on Luca? Yes. Um, so yes, I would probably, I would think it would probably be a three-man committee of Draymond, Wiggins, and Kaminga. Maybe JTA for a minute, just to soak up fouls, just like, you know, push him around a little bit, you know, like make it tough on him, make it physical on Luca. Um, that's what I think too. That could be a, a little adjustment here and there for the Warriors later on, but I'm, I'm interested to see how Steve Kerr game plans for Luca. Cause obviously Luca can get his, can get his, however he can post-ups, three points, layups. He can, he's a total package when it comes to the offensive end. So the Warriors have to do a lot to contain Luca. Can they do it? Possibly, but it's going to be a big, big challenge and a big ask for Andrew Wiggins, especially since he's like what? 195 pounds compared to Luca. Who's like two thirties. So like, um, Wiggins could possibly get pushed around a little bit. So um, Wiggins just has to get the energy, fight hard, be that defensive stalwart that he's been known to be throughout this playoffs. So that's a big crossing of the fingers, especially for today when this podcast released. So hoping that Luca, I mean, the Warriors can contain Luca as much as possible, but the biggest X factor this series, I think, is two players. Draymond Green. Um, why Draymond, you may ask? I think it's because of how the Warriors are going to game plan for Steph, right? In the last game against Dallas at um, Dallas, there obviously there was no Draymond, but um, when the Warriors ran pick and roll with Steph and either one of like the role men, uh, the Mavs would blitz Steph. They did that with Devin Booker. They did that with Chris Paul. Um, it's going to be on Draymond to be the role man on four and three. And if he continues to play like he did in game six, I think um, the Warriors can win off of that because you can't win. You can't lose four on threes pretty much mostly. You mostly win those four on threes. But if he's passive, if he looks, if he doesn't look at the basket and just looks to pass, I think that's going to be an issue. So, Zach, I mean, 
what Steph, impact Steph, is Dre? Steph is going to see double teams no matter what. Uh huh. Yeah. 100%. He may see he may see damn triple damn near triple teams during some possessions. It's just the tension that he gets from opposing teams is ridiculous and. Yeah, so he's going to see double teams no matter what. He may see a double team 30 seconds into the game tomorrow. So, um, but what does Draymond need to do? Draymond needs to play like he did in game six, and that's all I need to see from Draymond. Um, elite defense. and then No just, turnovers. Like, there's just some turnovers where – they're head scratching. They're just boneheaded turnovers, and that that needs to be limited. First of all, um, I think Draymond and Jordan Poole are probably going to be X factors for the Warriors. Yeah, I think 100%. Jordan Poole providing much needed offense um, when Steph and Clay aren't clicking at times. I think will be key. Um, and obviously, he didn't perform as well in games five or game six, so. I mean that's game four. He kind of game four. He kind of struggled a bit too. Yeah. So I mean, I just need to see, need to see, Draymond Green play like 2016 Draymond, like 28 points in Game Seven of the NBA Finals in 2016. No, I don't need to see that. But I mean, just be aggressive. That's the point. I think both aggressive Draymond. Aggressive Draymond is the best Draymond, and that's what we need to see throughout this series. And I think that's what will help the Warriors get over the top and win this. Series. If we see aggressive shoot the three ball, the three balls, it goes in 30, 30 to 40% of the time. Just take the, just take the shot. Even if give I, when the I, offense gives yeah, you, I just make them respect you. I understand you want to get it to a, one of the three elite shooters on your team. Damn, I just called Jordan Poole an elite shooter. Well, he's a, he's. A, I mean, he he's is. An, he's starting to get there. Shooter. But that's just aggressive Draymond. It's all I need to see. And I think him being aggressive put the Warriors over the top in this series. So, Yeah, 100% with Draymond. Also, Jordan Poole, too. Um, the Warriors don't have – I mean, sorry. The Mavs don't have rim protection, like we said. And – you know, in the Memphis series, Stephen Adams was a big factor in um, stopping Jordan Poole from getting to the rim. Jaron Jackson Jr. kind of made Poole really timid to drive to the basket. Because the Mavs have no rim protection, it's just only Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba. No disrespect to them, but they are not shot blockers. Well, I think no, what, what the Warriors need to do is go back to pick and roll with Steph and Draymond. Hundred percent, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba. You could tell. I'm not sure if I remember in this way, but did did I'm pretty sure that they attacked Stephen Adams in Game Six with pick and roll. They did because Stephen Adams it basically works. played drop coverage. It works. They played it drop works. coverage. It, it just it works. It works almost all the time against these bigs, and they need to keep doing that, especially against Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba, who, no disrespect to them, aren't elite. Big man in this league, yeah. So they, can, they have they have special uh, attributes to have. Dwight Powell is a really good lob threat. Maxi Kleba can shoot the ball really well, but JP has to take advantage of that. If he's going to be timid, like he was from games four through six, 
the Warriors are going to have a really, really tough time against this team. These, the Mavs team are really good. Um, they've improved defensively. They got, they got really good wings that can guard. You got Dorian Finney-Smith and those guys on the Mavs. Those guys are really good. So it's going to take a team effort to really um, win this whole series. Obviously, Andrew Wiggins has to stay consistent from that Memphis series. In that Memphis series, he was big. He has to carry that into the, um, into the Mavs series. Steph and Clay, we know what can they can bring to the table. Obviously, turnovers are an issue. So um, if they have 14 turnovers like they did in the first half in game six, they're shoot, I mean, series. They're not. no, they're not. So, I mean, everything, I mean, the screws have to be tightened. Yeah, yes. the screws have to be tightened. Um, I do want to ask you. And better perimeter defense. I want to point that out because game six's yeah. perimeter defense was atrocious. I understand you leave Dylan Brooks open because Dylan Brooks was bricking all night in game three, but Dylan Brooks really pulled a 2016 Draymond game seven type of performance where he put up 30 points out of his butt. Um, <laughs> like no one was expecting that, but it was just poor perimeter defense that gives you easy three pointers. And you do that against guys like Luca, Dorian Finney Smith, Jalen Brunson, who can knock down, knock down those shots more consistently than Dylan Brooks can, you're going to go down. You're going to feel – you're going to be down early, and that's just – can't deal with that at all. So, and that's another Thank weakness you. that the Warriors need to limit, tighten up. They also can't start off slow in the first quarter. They can't. Game six, it was a little bit better. Yeah. But the, the the turnovers hit in the middle of the first quarter, and then it was a tie game in the, yeah. near the end of the first. So when you ha- start well, you do not shoot yourselves in the foot to let the team back into the game. That's not what championship-caliber teams do, and that's what the Warriors need to stop messing around with, man. They let the teams back into the game with their stu- – I'm trying my best – stupid turnovers – and it's just aggravating. And I feel yeah, like that's it's very that, aggravating. That, that's just the biggest weakness that I've seen throughout this postseason, throughout all year. It's just the fetish that the Warriors have. Like, I seriously think, man, like I said in the last podcast, Steve Kerr was probably breaking some clipboards at home watching the team turn the ball over 14 times in the first half. But I bet he probably broke five or something. <laughs> now that's my question to you. Go. Oh. All right. Starting lineup. What starting lineup do you want to see game one tomorrow night? Um, I think they run out the game six lineup, um, in my opinion. I know Akeem, you would probably – I know Akeem, you would – I know people say man. start the death lineup. Akeem Elijah Loon. That's I know. I know, but – I know, but um, obviously there's going to be adjustments. I still think they uh, they start that lineup. Um, they probably bring Jordan Poole off the bench. But I'm not sure with Looney because I feel like – both teams are going to play small ball throughout this whole series. So I'm not really sure if Kavon Looney could be a factor later on in this series. So do you think um, Kevon Looney is going to see decreased minutes later on in this series? If the Warriors do Warriors and Mavs go both go small ball. Um, probably. Um, do I like starting Loon from just what he, how he performed in game six? Yes. Um, I think he's going to – I think just him 
on the glass will help the Warriors so much in regards to rebounding defense in, in the paint. Um, not necessarily that the Mavs have some big threat as a big man, but just providing interior defense, which I think the Warriors need. I'd stay with Loon probably. But, I mean, if the Mavs go small and you're going down the stretch, I'd probably put in Jordan Poole if he's, like, playing well. Um, which I expect him to. So, I do want to ask you about Jordan Poole, though, because I feel like the Mavs will attack Jordan Poole on defense. Obviously, Jordan Poole is not there on the defensive end yet. So, like, you know, if Jordan Poole is not doing well and he's struggling defensively, like, who's your go-to guy in closing lineups? Because, you know, we have Steph, Clay, Wiggs, and Dre. Who's going to be that fifth guy if Jordan Poole is getting cooked on defense and he's not providing on the offensive end. He's going to be that guy. Yeah. Um, I'll probably put Otto Porter Jr. in. Otto's going to be ready for game one. I mean, I'd probably put him in. He, he's been shooting. He single-handedly brought things back into the game. And get, um, And I think he's probably... Jordan Poole has played well, but I think from the aspect of the Grizzlies series, I think Otto Porter Jr. is probably the best guy coming off the bench for the Warriors, and I'd probably put him in if Jordan Poole isn't playing well, but I would probably – or you just stick with the original five and keep Looney in the lineup. But, I mean, you could put Draymond or Otto at the five and then have just Steph, Clay, and Wiggins. Yeah, I there's, a lot of, there's a lot of adjustments you can make, a lot of lineup combos down the stretch. It just but depends I think in I game. Only, I only think that you take – if Jordan Poole is playing well, I think you still stick with him offensively. But I think if he, if it's just becoming – Too much. Atta- like, if they're attacking him nonstop on defense, especially with with Luka on him, yeah, I'd pull him. Because I think Luka is going to, no matter what, cook Jordan Poole as Jordan Poole isn't the best. He's going to win – he's going to win that matchup nine out of defender. ten times. He's going to win that matchup nine out of 10 times, even 10 out of 10 times. So yeah. Last thing. Who do you got my brother? I know we're going to say warriors, but in how many games I got warriors in seven. I don't, it may be an unpopular opinion, but I, I think I have warriors in seven. I think the Mav. I think, As much as I want to lean Warriors in six, I think every single, I think both teams are going to win all three of their home games, and I think no one's going to win on the road. I think we're the, in Dallas. I think that's a tough place to play. You saw the Suns didn't win one road game. Um, I don't think the Jazz won road one 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 road game either. I may be mistaken though. I think they. I can look it up, but I think they probably won. Yeah, I just one think, game. I just think Chase Center is a tough place to play, and the Warriors are now six and zero. Yeah, six and zero, six and zero on home court, and I think that's going to continue. Um, I, I, as much as I trust the Warriors championship DNA and the resiliency to go on the road and get a win. I just think – I think the Mavs are just such a hard team to beat that I think it's just going to go seven. And I think all – I don't think there's going to be one road win for uh, the road team. 
to go on your Utah point, uh, Utah won game one, but that was without Luka. The rest, they didn't win at all. All right, so. But I, I mean, the with it, Warriors in seven. I do think Warriors in six, but it's going to be a tough battle every game. Um, I believe the Warriors can get one in Dallas, in my opinion, because I think the Warriors have won a road game in every single for like 25 straight series in the postseason dating back to 2013, I think. So I think that trend continues. I feel like the Warriors really experience. They've dealt with road crowd. They've dealt with the road environment. And I think they can pull one game out in Dallas. Um, I think they win games one and two. They split the Dallas. Um, maybe they, they win, lose. If you're saying Warriors and six did win game six on the road. So, I mean. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So that's that's championship dna in a closeout game right there i just yeah it's a yeah. it's really hard to predict honestly it's either six or seven but it's i'm leading not six. going to be an easy series just let me tell you that it's not going to be an easy series and that's ultimately why i have the warriors in seven and i i could be completely wrong they could both teams could split both of their home games and the Warriors win game five, and the Mavs win game six, and the Warriors win game seven. I have no clue how it's going to go. I just think it's going to get pushed to the limit, and the Warriors. Are I think it's going to be a fun game. series too. It's going to be a fun series. Yeah, I mean, like, both I teams got, respect both teams respect each other. Both fan yeah, bases no, do respect each other. I, I mean, no bad blood with no Dallas. No, it's going to be a fun series, and obviously, as Warriors fans, we do want to win. So, like, but you know, if the outcome's different, hey. You tip the cap to Luca at the end of the day. Don't say that, man. We just gotta, we just gotta manifest. Oh, I know, I, I know, I know. We're just manifesting. Warriors come out to the best of their abilities, and they play a hard-fought series and hopefully pull it out. There we go. We just manifested it to happen. Let's, Let's go, it. baby. Game one today at six p.m. Pacific time. Get your popcorn ready. Luca versus Steph. The new guard versus the old guard. We're Steph's ready to see old. it. Steph's just Steph's young. He's 34 years young. Well, like in NBA terms, but I mean, it, it is kind of old. 34. Steph's going to put on a master class, hopefully. That'll do it Manifesting for episode it. number 90, 90 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Make sure you uh, check us out on the gram at Catching Dubs pod. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at uh, Dubs pod and on TikTok catching dubs pod. Um, you know, game one should be a good one. Let's hope that the Warriors pull it out. See you in the next one.